0: I want you to go to John chapter 7. This is a scripture that we've shared maybe a few times. We'll be doing our Holy Spirit series. And um, this is just, I, I, want, I want us to catch this because I believe this is such an important aspect of our lives as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ. One of the things I read, I read this earlier from the book of Jude, One of the things that sets us apart from the rest of the world. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. Hey, that's a big deal. You've got the Holy Spirit living inside you. And I want us to to really catch a hold of this. I hope that I have time to go through this a couple more weeks here before we get into the Christmas season. We'll see what happens. But John chapter 7, starting at verse 37 it says, on the, on the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and he cried out, if anybody's thirsty, he should come to me and drink. And he said, I'm gonna switch to the Passion Translation. He says, believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. I like that. Rivers of living water will burst out from within you, from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. And he says here in verse 39, Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. But I like that bursting out. I remember a few years ago, my wife and I went back to her hometown where she grew up when she was young, up in Minnesota. And um, up there, there's, the, there's a place called Itasca State Park, way up in the northern part of Minnesota. We drove up there, and there's something interesting that happens in that park there's a, there's a river uh, called the, the Mississippi River that starts right there up in the very tippy top of Minnesota. The Mississippi River comes out of that park. There's a big lake up there, and it comes out, but it doesn't just trickle out. This river is bursting out of that, of that lake. I mean, it's just, it's just roaring. You wouldn't want to fall in that thing. They might not find you until you get to the Gulf of Mexico. You're going you're to go flowing down through 10 different states before you get to the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, it's bursting out of there. This river is not just a little, like somebody turned on a faucet. I mean, it's, it's a powerful force bursting. And I like that word. It's bursting out. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. He wants to burst out of you. See, some people are lucky if they got a trickle. Some people are lucky if they, left the, they, they thought they left the faucet dripping or something. That's what they've got, the Holy Spirit in them dripping out. That's not what Jesus is describing. He's describing a river that's bursting out within you, like the mighty Mississippi River. And I'll tell you, have you ever been whitewater rafting before? We went, I think a couple years ago, we went up to uh, the mountains here in North Carolina, and we went whitewater rafting. It can get a little scary, can it? If you've ever done that. You get down into those places, some, sometimes you're just floating, and then sometimes you're rushing through the, the, the rapids. I mean, you got the guy is hollering, paddle this, and you better paddle the right way or you're going to get all kinds of messed up. You can get hurt. They make you wear helmets when you're, when you're doing those things and life jackets because you can get hurt. And it's, it's not just a little trickle, it's a river. Listen, you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and he wants to come out of you Listen, because he wants to do something, he wants to do something in you, he wants to do something through you, he wants to touch people around you, he wants to work in your life, but you got to, listen, you get to control the faucet. Oh, come on now. You get to control what comes out of you. The Holy Spirit wants to burst out of you, but you can, you, can, you know, you can turn off the spigot. Did you know you can just let it, let it trickle? A lot, of, a lot of Christians are lucky if they got a trickle. But he wants to burst out of you. Listen, he wants to burst out of you and bring salvation and bring healing and manifest his power to people around you. But you've got to control the spigot. And I want to talk to you about this a little bit. The unstoppable Holy Spirit. You can't stop the Mississippi River. You can't dam it up. It's going to burst over the top you can't stop it you've got the unstoppable holy spirit in you you can't stop him come on you see you see him bursting out in the book of acts right Peter and John are on their way to the temple and they they pass the lame man and he's begging for money and and Peter looks at John he says "Uh oh something's about to burst out of me Something's about, this. See this, this something's about to burst, and I'm not going to be able to contain it. And this, suddenly this man's jumping up and running around. Because why? The Holy Spirit was bursting out of them. It was so bad that Peter, he couldn't even walk down the street. People would try to get in his shadow. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was bursting out of him everywhere he went. People were getting healed. The Holy Spirit was manifesting his power everywhere Peter went. Come on. The Holy Spirit wants to burst out of you today. Quit holding him back. Quit shutting him down. Let him out. Let him out. Come on, are you all awake this morning? So you gotta, you gotta turn the Holy Spirit loose in your life. So I, I wanna talk to you about a couple things now because I'm, I'm, I've been so impressed that the Holy Spirit, he doesn't want to just work for people around you, the first thing you need is to have the Holy Spirit working in you. Listen, He wants to work, He wants to work for you, He wants to work through you, but the most, the biggest thing you need, first of all, is Him working in you. You better get Him working in you or the other stuff doesn't, isn't gonna matter too much. You can have the Holy Spirit working for you, but if He's not working in you, if you've turned off the spigot and you're not letting Him work in you, all the other stuff won't matter. You look at the life of Samson. Put that scripture up on the screen for me. Judges chapter 13. The life of Samson. An angel came to his parents and said, hey, you're going to have a son. God's going to use him to deliver his people. He's going to be, this guy was going to be filled with the power of the spirit. I mean, in an incredible way. And so he tells them, he he says, never cut his hair. I don't know what's happening up there. Let me read this here. Be careful, don't drink wine or beer or eat anything unclean, for you're gonna conceive and give birth to a son. Never cut his hair, because the boy's gonna be a Nazarite to God from birth, and he'll begin to save Israel from the power of the Philistines. So he tells him, Don't ever, don't, don't, do these, don't do these things. Don't let him cut his hair. And so what does Samson do? He goes his whole life, he's never cut his hair. He looked like a wild man, right? He's got hair all over the place. He looks like one of those guys in the commercials for the shampoo. He's just swinging his hair around. He's just, he's just a wild man. He looks good on the outside. He's keeping all the rules on the outside, but inside he's a mess. He's keeping, he looks good on the outside, but on the inside he's, he's full of all kinds of stuff. He's chasing, chasing women and all kinds of, he's getting into all kinds of foolishness constantly. Why? Because God's working through him, but he's not working in him. Ooh, come on, that's a dangerous place to be, to have God working through you, and there's people that God has worked through in days past, and even recent times, God's worked through them, but he's not been working in them. They let God manifest his power. They pray for the sick, and people are getting healed, and everybody thinks, oh, man, that guy's really got something special, but he's not letting God work in him, and he's a mess on the inside. Listen. Listen. God is more concerned about working in you or at least as concerned as he is working through you. He, yes, he wants to work through you, but first he's got to work in you or it's all for nothing. Come on, people don't like hearing that. Samson was filled with power, wasn't he? Uh, one time a lion came after him. A lion came after him and, and the, this is the first time the spirit of God came on him and the lion jumped on him and he just grabbed that thing. And that lion probably looked really surprised. And, and Samson just did this and just ripped the lion in half. I mean, the power. And he thought, man, I like that. I, li- I like that the, the power. He's I've got the I've got the power. But he didn't have anything on the inside. Listen, come on, church. We got to get the spirit working inside. From the inside out, get it going the right way. Come on. So listen, you can yield, you can yield, and this is so important, you can yield to the Holy Spirit in your life or you can yield to something else. You can. It's up to you, listen, is, is the Holy Spirit in you? Yes, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit's in you. Listen, if you're filled with the Spirit, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've been baptized into the Holy Spirit of God, you've got the Holy Spirit in you and he's got a hold of you but you can yield or you cannot yield. You can give way to him or you can give way to something else. You can you can turn to the you can turn to this way or that way or you can yield to what the holy spirit says. Cuz he doesn't take control of you and force you to do anything. Did you know that? God doesn't force you to do anything. The, the devil does that when people are demon possessed, the demons control them and they're moving them and they're speaking through them. And you maybe you've seen some of that kind of thing happen before, but listen, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, he doesn't treat you like that. He says, Hey, I'd like you to do, I'd like you to say this. And now it's up to you to yield. I'd like you to do this. You know, listen, we, we're going to talk about this for a second. Go to Galatians chapter five. And I want to talk about turning the Holy Spirit loose in you. He's an unstoppable force. He wants to be loose in your life, but you've got to choose to let him. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. If you'll, listen, if you'll turn the Holy Spirit loose in you, you're going to have some evidence of that, and it's called fruit. When a tree, if I plant a tree in my yard, it's going to bear some fruit, It better, if I plant a fruit tree, if I plant an apple tree, I better get some apples or I'm gonna cut the thing down. And listen, the apple tree does not have to struggle to create apples, did you know that? Have you ever seen a tree just shaking as summer gets close, it's trying to put that, it's trying to make the fruit pop out. It doesn't do that. The fruit just comes out. It just comes out of its life. As you yield to the spirit of God in your life, it's just gonna come. The fruit of the spirit is just gonna come out of your life. Isn't that, isn't that terrific? God wants things coming out of you, but you've got to choose to yield. I was talking with my four year old son the other day. We we're driving down the road and he's eating an apple and he, he was, he was really being curious. He looked at his apple. He said, dad, where do apples come from? I, I took the time to explain to him. I said, well, look, do you see the seeds There's seeds inside your apple? Right? And he said, yeah. I said, well, if we take that seed and we plant it in the ground, a tree will grow. And I said, it's good. The tree is going to have some fruit on it. I said, what kind of fruit do you think it's going to have? He sat and thought for a minute and thought for, look, just thinking about it. Think, uh, he said, maybe oranges? I said, no, why would it have oranges? Let me try this again. And I went through the whole thing again. And he, he couldn't figure. I said, no, it's going to have apples. He said, oh. And so I said, let's try another one. I said, let's try. Let's just say I have a, I have a, um, a grapefruit seed and I plant it. And it, what kind of fruit? He, he He thought it was going to grow oranges. Everything's going to grow oranges. I said, no, the seed's going to create a tree that's going to have the certain kind of fruit that you have. It only creates one kind of fruit. It's always going to be the same. Listen, it's the same for your life. If you'll yield to the Holy Spirit, there's only going to be one kind of, it's going to come out of you. The fruit of the Spirit is going to come. Some people are wanting the fruit of the Spirit without yielding to the Spirit. No, it only comes as you yield. Look at Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Look, this is stuff that's got to come out of you. Some people say, I got, I got love. I, lo- I have a lot of love in me. But you act nasty all the time. You treat people horrible. What do you mean? You got, you got love somewhere in there, but it's supposed to come out of you. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control, Against such things, there is no law. You know, some people say, man, I really got, they'll look at something like this and say, man, I really got to work on my patience, you know? Well, good, that's good. Work on your patience. If that's, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that. You should try a little bit. But listen, the point is, this should be coming out of you without trying. If it's not, you got to go back to the source, you got to go back to the roots. If I got a tree and it's not it's the fruit's not coming. I don't I don't go and say, "Come on, come on tree, work a little harder." Why don't you just Why don't you just try a little bit harder? What's wrong with you? No, I got to go back to the What's the problem here? Are you not getting the nutrients you need? If you're not getting the nutrients you need, you better get in this word. If you're not getting what you need, you better get in the spirit. You better spend time in the Spirit. If you want the fruit of the Spirit, you better get in the Spirit. Look what he says, keep going with this. Those who, in verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So you do have a part in this. You gotta gotta tell your flesh to die. And he says, we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. You've got a responsibility in this. You've gotta do something. You've got to follow the Spirit. So he says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no no law. There's no law that's going to help you. There's no law opposed to this, and there's no law that's going to help you do it. Because this is the fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't come by following the law. The law is not going to help you. That's what Samson was trying to do. He was trying to keep the law. I'll try to keep the rules. Give me, a, give me a rule today, Pastor. What rule do I need to do? You know, some people say, man, you need to preach about sin a little bit more. I don't need to preach about sin. If we get in the Spirit, you're not going to be sinning. You're going to hate sin. You're going to try to sin, and you're going to be like, oh, man, it's disgusting. I don't want to do it. Why? Because I'm in the Spirit. You know, that's how it is. When you're in the Spirit, you, somebody comes up to you and says something. You get, you get nasty to them. You cuss them out, or you do something, you, you dirty thing, get out of here, and you talk to them like trash, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go home, and that spirit of God is going to get in you. you can say, why'd you talk to that guy like that? You know, what'd you do that for? You need to go apologize. And now you know what you got to do? Now you got to wrestle with God, because for what you did, you know? So you can turn him off, because that's what some people do. God, he deserved it. I don't want to hear it and you become insensitive to the Holy Spirit, or you listen to the voice of the Spirit in your life, and you say, oh, Lord, why did I do that? I shouldn't have said said that to them, and now you gotta go apologize. See, that's what the Spirit of God will do for you. He'll do it in you. He's making you like him. So when you start doing behavior that's not in accordance with the Spirit, he's gonna correct you. That's his job, let him do it. Obey him if you're not walking in patience, man, sometimes as a parent, I don't know any anybody really perfected in this yet. I need to talk to you if you are. But sometimes we, I just lose my patience because I've said it 15 times, and why haven't you done it yet? And why am I? Why are you not? It's my job to make you obey, and I'm going to make you obey if it's going to kill me. And you know, we get kind of uh, get kind of worked up, but that's not patience. And so the Holy Spirit will tell me, no, you weren't patient today. You, t- you didn't listen to me. If you'd stopped and listened to me and asked me, I would have told you what to do. I know. I got to go tell my kids, don't I? Yep. You got to go tell them. Sorry, I wasn't patient. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm trying. He's still working on me. It's okay. But if you got that figured out, you can come talk to me. But listen, the fruit, here's what this is. The fruit is the character of God. It's his very character. It's his nature coming out of you. Wow, that's good, isn't it? you got, you got the nature of God. When you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got his nature. And God's nature wants to come out of you. Man, you've got, listen, you've got an unstoppable force in you. The only thing that can stop him is you. Wow, man. The only thing that can stop the Holy Spirit of God in you is you. You can reject his voice, you can reject his leading, you can say, I don't wanna do that, I don't don't wanna be embarrassed, I don't wanna say this, I don't wanna say that, and you can turn off the Holy Spirit in your life, or you can let him flow, because he wants to burst out of you so strong that people are going to have to get helmets on and life jackets because you got the Holy Spirit coming out of you. And everywhere you go, man, somebody gets near you and they have a need and the need's being met because the Holy Spirit of God is bursting out of you. When there's somebody that has a, they need, a, have a need in their body, they come near you and they're getting healed because the Holy Spirit's bursting out of you, but it won't work if you turn it off. If you turn off his nature, it's not going to come out of you, but the nature of God wants to flow out of you. Is that making sense? Go to Ephesians chapter four for a minute. Ephesians chapter four. I want you to look at verse 17. You can put that up on the screen. He says, therefore, I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. He just told us we should walk in the spirit. We should be led of the spirit. We should be listening to the spirit. So don't walk like the Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. Did you know even their thoughts are futile? If you don't know the Lord, if you're away from the Lord, even your thoughts are futile. That means they don't work. That means the world's making plans and it doesn't work. Whatever they're thinking about, they can't do anything right. They can't seem to get it right. They can't seem to figure out what, how do we do, deal with this situation? They don't know because they're futile. Their thoughts are futile. And he says this they are darkened in their understanding. Unless the Spirit of God gives them some insight, they don't know what they're doing. Don't get mad at the world for doing stupid things. Don't get mad at the world for the the stupid things they do in Washington. Don't get mad, even in, I don't know where the seat is, is it Raleigh? Even in Raleigh. Don't get mad at that guy. Because he's, he's dark. He's darkened. He doesn't have insight. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's blind. Because he doesn't know the Lord. We, what are we instructed to do? Pray for him. Well, I get mad like everybody else. But no, pray for him. That's what we're instructed to do. Because their thoughts are futile. He says they're excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them and because of the hardness of their hearts listen but you have a new nature so he's talking about the world their thoughts are futile what does that mean my thoughts aren't if i get my thoughts in line with his thoughts they're they're darkened in their understanding they've got no understanding but i'm not i've got understanding so you've got understanding and your thoughts are productive because the holy spirit of god is giving you the thoughts to think He's given you the words to speak. He's leading you and guiding you in all truth. Amen. You've got the unstoppable Holy Spirit in you. And listen, he wants to change your nature from the inside out. He wants to change your very nature from the inside out. Get a hold of this. There's nothing that can stop you. If there's nothing that can stop him, if you get a hold of his nature, there's nothing that can stop you. The struggle's over. That's good news today. Come on, are you guys awake? I feel like I should whisper in here. Listen, there's nothing that can stop you, but you gotta put on this nature. You gotta put on the nature of God. You know, imagine walking around outside with a coat in your hands and some it's freezing. And somebody says, why won't you put your coat on? Well, I keep trying, but the thing keeps coming off. What? what? Put your coat on. My kids do that. Get your, coat, get your coat on. It just, it won't stay on. Yes, it will. Put your arms in the sleeves. It'll stay on. I, I've been trying to put the nature of God on, but it keeps, it keeps slipping on. Put, what's wrong with you? Just put it on. Just, just do it. Are you with me? Look and I'm I'm talking about your life now. I'm talking about your life. Put on his nature. Stop struggling. See, we're doing it backwards. I'm try, I'm struggling and struggling and struggling, trying to have patience. Okay, today's the day I'm gonna have patience. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. Get in the spirit, and the spirit's gonna come out of you. Though let him come out. The Holy Spirit's going to come out of you. You go to work and that guy's just rubbing you the wrong way. and You just want to just, and you just start praying in the spirit. You just start praying. Oh, he comes up to you and says, you, you know, look out and this. And this. You, in the name of Jesus, pray, just start praying in the spirit over that guy or something. God's let God come out of you. You start getting your, you get yourself right. Stop telling yourself, oh, you got to try harder, you got to try harder. Stop trying harder and start getting in the Word. Start getting in the Spirit. Start listening to what the Spirit's saying. There's no more struggle. There is nothing, look, there is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing, there's no devil that can stop you. There's nothing that can come against your life. There's nothing that can come against your family that can stop you. Because you've got the unstoppable Holy Spirit in you, but you can stop him up. Don't stop him up. Let him out. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 22. You took off your former way of life, that old self that's corrupted by deceitful desires, and you're being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and the purity of truth. So you had an old self. Your old self was corrupted. It had evil desires. It was a dead nasty thing that nobody wanted and then nobody wanted to be around it and it died. And nobody was sad and nobody went to the funeral except for the devil and he was crying the whole time. Oh, he missed you so much, but that guy died. Look, understand what he's saying. You had an old nature. Your old nature died. It's gone, and so now you got a new nature. You put on your new self, like that coat. You put that coat on, but here's the problem. Some of you are walking around, your coat's slipping off, and you're getting back into your, you got your old dead nature propped up next to you. Put him down and let him die. I, listen, I know people struggle with things sometimes. I know there's struggle in some people's lives, but here's the point. You don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to struggle. I know people struggle with addictions and there's things in, our, in, in, in lives of, of many Christians and they struggle and I'm trying to get over this and trying to get over that. You don't have to struggle anymore. The struggle is over. The old man is dead. You put on a new man. You got a new man. And look what he says about him. The one created according to God's likeness. Shoot. That's what he said about Adam, isn't it? Adam was created in the likeness of God, in the image of God. So you've got a new nature created like Adam. Are you guys, I'm not sure if you're awake. You're not convincing me. Listen, you've got a new nature. Your old nature's dead. Now you're like Adam was in the garden. You're made new. You got a new nature. That new nature, doesn't want to sin. The new nature doesn't want to do wrong. The new nature doesn't want to listen to the flesh. The new nature doesn't want to obey the devil. Your new nature only wants to listen to the Spirit of God, but you got to be the one to yield. Look, I'm talking to you this morning. Get a hold of this. Yield to the Holy Spirit in your life, in every part of your life, because he wants to not only work through you, he wants to work in you. We need it. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. He says this if anybody's in Christ, and the Amplified Bible is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he's a new creation, a new creature altogether. You're you're a new creature altogether. You stop and think about that for a minute. You're a new thing. You're, you're not the old thing. The old thing's dead. Now you're a new... If you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new thing. That's incredible, isn't it? You're a new creation. You've, got, you've been created in his likeness, in his image. You, now, you know what this means. You can act like God. You can talk like God. You can think like God because you've got the mind of Christ. You can think like him, you can speak like him, you can act like him. you the—you got a measure of his faith. You've got his Holy Spirit power in you to do everything that he said he would do. So what can stop you? There's nothing that can stop you. I'll answer the question. There's nothing that can stop you. You're a new creature altogether. The old has passed away. Behold the fresh and new has come. Look, your spirit's been made new. Your spirit was once dead. And I don't mean like it didn't exist. I don't mean like it was annihilated. Your spirit was aware. And people that don't know Jesus, when they die, it's not that their spirits are dead and they don't understand. They're aware and, uh, and alert and they know that they're in hell. But listen, when you're, you're separated from God, you have no life in you. And when you were born again, your spirit is now alive. In Christ Jesus, your spirit has been made alive. I'm talking to your spirits this morning. Your spirit has been made alive, and he's connected to the Holy Spirit. And that's his source. And as long as he's connected to the Holy Spirit, he's got life in him. So you stay connected. You listen to the spirit. The spirit of God, I've been talking about this for weeks now. Hopefully we're catching it. The spirit of God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to speak to your spirit. He wants to tell you what, whatever you need to know. He wants to lead you and guide you into truth. He wants to help you become like him. But you've got to listen to him because we can turn him off. My son was looking for headphones last night. We don't use headphones in our house because I don't like them. And I think they make people go deaf. And I want my kids to listen to me a little bit. But he's looking for headphones because he found some kind of Star Wars thing and he wanted to listen to it. And he was looking for the headphones. I said, You don't need the headphones. You don't need, we'll find a speaker or something. We don't want to have the headphones, but I don't, I don't want him tuned into that and not being able to hear me. And the problem with a lot of the church is they're tuned into so many other things, they can't hear the Spirit of God. They're tuned into what's Fox News telling me, and it's corrupt in their understanding. They're tuned into what CNN's telling them, and it's it's corrupt in their understanding, and they're, they're blind. They're listening to the wrong source. You get in tune with the Spirit. You listen to the Spirit. Because mm. you're made new. Look at this, 2 Peter 1, verse 4. I love this verse. 2 Peter 1, verse 4. By these he has given us very great and precious promises, so that through them you may share in the divine nature. You know, you can share. You can be a partaker in the divine nature. In fact, let me back up. I should have put verse 3 in there too because that's my favorite one. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. You've been given everything you need to live this life by his divine power. What's his divine power? It's the Holy Spirit of God working in you. You've got the Holy Spirit of God working in you, giving you, he's, he's giving you everything you need to live this life in victory. I'm not just talking about living a life that's less than, living a life sliding, sliding through, getting by. God didn't give you his spirit so you could slide by. He gave you his spirit so you could overcome Every situation, so you could overcome every demon in hell, so you can overcome anything that might come against you. You've got the power of God at work in you. You've been given everything you need for life and godliness. And by these, He's given us precious promises so that through them you can share in the divine nature. Now, catch that. What's that mean, the divine nature? You can act like God. You can be like God. You got, his, you got his DNA. I love the story when Jesus came to a blind man, and he spits on the ground, and he makes some mud with his hands, and he puts it on the blind man's eyes. You know what Jesus was doing? He was taking our DNA, the dirt, because that's where you came from. Don't, you can't think too much of yourself, can you? He came from the dirt, and he took your DNA, and he spit in it, and he mixed it with his DNA. And he put it on the man's eyes. Listen, you've got, the, you've got the DNA of Jesus in you. You've got the DNA of God in you, making you like him. His Holy Spirit is making you act like him with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness. I'm going to miss one. Faith, whatever. All those. Self-control. He's given, you those, he's given you his spirit to help you act like him. And so he says, you are a partaker of the divine nature. You can partake or you cannot partake. You can act like him or you cannot act like him, but you gotta be willing to turn it on. You gotta be willing to turn the Holy Spirit on in your life. Let him burst out of you, amen? Let me give you one more scripture, Ephesians chapter four, verse 25. He says, discard, get rid of every form of dishonesty. And lying, so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. For we belong to one another. Don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control or or be a fuel for revenge, not even for a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. See, that's where a lot of people get messed up. You've got the unstoppable Holy Spirit in you, but you start acting like the world. And you give the devil room to manipulate you. See, when you don't act like him, now the devil can control you. When you start acting like the devil, he can have power over you. You start acting like God and nothing can touch you. If any one of you has stolen something, don't do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living and you'll have enough to bless those in need. Never let your ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Instead, your words should become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Now listen to this, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Christ Jesus until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. You know you can grieve the Holy Spirit. When you don't listen to the voice of the Spirit, when you're not following his words and following his leading, you can grieve him. When you start acting like the devil instead of acting like God, you grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm I'm talking today about letting the Holy Spirit loose in you. We've been talking about letting Him loose through you, but right now I feel like today the Holy Spirit, He wants to get a hold of your inside. He wants to get a hold of you and change you from the inside out. Stand up with me. It's incredible to me that you can grieve the Holy Spirit because that means he's so invested in you. He loves you so much that when you don't reciprocate that, it offends him. Listen, he loves you so much, he wants you to become like, like him. He wants you to act like he does, to treat people like he wants to treat them. He wants to work through you, but he can only work through you as you begin to yield to him. And this morning with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to tell you, you've got the unstoppable Holy Spirit in you. But maybe you've today you've never yielded to the Holy Spirit. You've never yielded to God in your life. You've never given your heart to Jesus. Maybe you're watching this video this morning and you say, I've never given my heart to Jesus before. I've never yielded to him this morning. If that's you and you need to make your life right with the Lord, I want you just to raise your hand right where you are, even if you're watching on the video because you're not raising it to me, you're raising it to him. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Make me like you. I give you my life today, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and live inside me. And the Lord will change your life today. He'll give you a new nature that's where it all begins when you're born again he changes you for the rest of us maybe you're in this place and you've been born again for years and you say I'm not I know the Holy Spirit's not working through me I know I've not been yielding to him I'm challenging you today I'm challenging you today don't go another day without yielding to the Holy Spirit you today in this right here in this moment you say Holy Spirit I yield to you I want you let's just do that let's raise our hands this morning And say that with me, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Have your way in me. Speak through me. Make me like you. Make me act like you. I want to think like you. I want to speak like you. I want to treat people like you want me to treat them. Thank you, Lord. read this verse as we open this morning and I want more time to come back to this subject another time but in Jude verse 18 he says in the end time there's going to be scoffers walking according to their own ungodly desires these people create divisions and are natural or unbelievers not having the spirit but you have the spirit he says dear friends build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. You've got the Holy Spirit in you and He wants to not just stay in you. He wants to burst out. He wants to burst out through your behavior. He wants to burst out through what you say. He wants to burst out through what you do. He wants to burst out and bring salvation and manifest healing and manifest every, every gift of the Spirit through your life but you can't hold back. Listen, so he says this. He says, pray in the Spirit. And I want to invite you right now in this moment, I want you just to pray in the Spirit. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, just pray in the Spirit for the next moment. As we pray in the Spirit, we're yielding to the Spirit of God. As you pray in the Spirit, He's speaking to your hearts. He's speaking through you. He's praying through you. The Word of God says, with groans that can't be uttered, He's praying through you. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray for, but the Spirit is praying through us. As you yield to Him, as you pray in the Spirit, you start getting in tune with His Spirit. Just do that for the next moment. Just pray in the Spirit. Lord, we invite Your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. O God. Thank you, Lord. Listen, the Lord wants to do something in you, but it's up to you to let him. It's up to you to let him. Let him have his way in you. Let him speak to your heart today. Right now in this moment, Just I invite you, just ask the Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart right now, Holy Spirit. Show me what needs to change. Show me what I need to do in this, maybe a situation you're dealing with or whatever it is. Just invite him to have his way right now. spirit we invite your presence into this place we thank you lord for speaking to our hearts making us more like you we just bless your name today Jesus we thank you lord for having your way in each person I thank you lord for your spirit to rest on their homes to rest on their lives to rest on their their jobs whatever they're doing I thank you lord everything they're doing is blessed they're walking in the favor of God today in the name of Jesus